1: Block Talk Radio.
2: We ain't nothing but some cheese. We ain't nothing but some
1: cheese. Yeah. Cheese on the podcast. It is different. Seven.
0: Yo, 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 going down. What's happening, everybody? Good morning to y'all on the Outsiders Boxing Podcast on
1: this beautiful,
0: beautiful 26th of November. Hope everybody had a a great Thanksgiving. I know everybody got their plates going on, meeting up with a lot of people getting stuffed up, probably getting ready to hit the gym up, such as myself. After indulging so much this week, Always good to get together with the family and all that, making sure everybody's all good and having a blessed, blessed time as they normally can. The holidays are here. Thanksgiving is like the kickoff for the holidays. Now everybody's putting in their uh, requests for what they want for Christmas and all that. And if you feel uh, you're working out a place with some Secret Santa bullshit, probably don't want to get somebody a present at work. And enjoy the holidays as much as you can. Big family on my side. I enjoyed every minute of it. Enjoying it all right now. Beautiful Sunday. Having a, about a damn near four-day week away from work. All is good. All is good right now, man. So let's see how my guy Will is doing. I seen he was having a little bit of fun yesterday at some concert. Don't know what the hell it was, but it looked like my man was. Was wilding out yesterday, so hopefully he's not feeling the effects of uh, being out a little too late last night or putting down a
1: few too many drinks.
0: D. Willow Wilson, what's going on, man? How you feeling this,
1: after- this afternoon? Oh, man, good. Up. Feeling great, man. Good afternoon. Can you hear me clearly?
0: Yes, sir. You're coming in very clear.
1: All right, cool, cool. Yeah, man, Um. yeah, you brought up. You brought up the concert I was at last night. Made the, you know, been off my bucket list. Um, my favorite, my favorite musicians of all times go as uh, Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, Pimp C, Cameron, Jamiroquai, and Daft Punk. These are these are things that I, I these are the people that I listen to mostly on my Spotify that I jam that i want to see live i've seen mj live when i was uh nine or ten before he died a long time ago excellent concert seen r kelly live millions of times as he is the king of r&b and maybe my favorite guy seen pimp c one time last night i finally got to see killer cam live in full effect and goddamn was it worth it man had a blast out there, drove the two hours to Austin, Texas, catch about an hour and 30 minutes of cam, hit us with verses from the beginning to horse and carriage to to his latest diss track on Mace. Um, just foolery, man. I loved it, man. Loved the the dipset vibes. Everybody was there one love uh you know we were in we were outside so it was very smoky in the air if you know what i mean and we just had a good time man so and it was an excellent way to, you know to end my uh you know my thanksgiving week had a great time with the fam um uh, you know wonderful time with the fam and uh got a lot got a lot to eat um didn't do any working out uh, might have hooped a little bit. That's all I did was hooping, so I'll get back to the workout uh, tomorrow. But, you know, I had a hell of a week, and it was a great day, a uh, great way to end off the week uh, with Cameron. And then, um, you know, made my way back home and caught some fights last night, you know, not live, but caught them on the uh, the playback. So, um, so we have something to talk about today. So, man, I'm, I can't wait to talk boxing as usual. And uh, I'm ready when you are, my man.
0: Sounds good, man. Thank, thank the person whoever invented DVR as it helps us in so many times. So I was about to ask you um, if you had anything cooking up for Thanksgiving. But fortunately enough, I did pay attention to the Willis show that was uh, played this Wednesday where you went on the solo tip. And you did mention you were the guy that brings only sodas to the Thanksgiving party. Yeah, so, sodas, water.
1: Uh, Ooh, I had them ice cold, though. I had them ice cold. I had them... Uh, had them uh, under ice, you know, the night before. What I like to do with my waters and cokes, I like to go in the night before. I like to add a, a layer of ice, hit the hit the cokes on I got the big, you know, eighty gallon uh eighty gallon cooler. You know, I would like to put the ice, you know, there's the technique to it. So it's like lasagna. You put the ice, sodas, ice, water, peas, you know, you get the juices for the kids in the box, you know, I do hey, I do it big every time, dog. So, you know, don't hate on that because they're always ice cold. (laughs) Just remember that.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you got the right temperature for it, but that's a solid, that's a solid job duty right there. While everybody else has got the the food cooking up for a few hours here and there, all the marinating that goes into it and all that good stuff. But I'm not mad at that. You know, you got a a tough one right there. You're almost like the, uh, like the water boy used to be checking the temperature of the water before he was serving it to the football players. Much respect to the guy who's keeping the perfect conditions for the, for the liquids that be indulged. And I noticed how you said you put the sodas first at the bottom. So there, or the or the beer at first at the bottom. So those, those be the most coldest and the rest of them are the kind of finding their way. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. But like I said, they're in there for, for, for at least 12. I like to keep it in there on ice for at least 12 to 15 hours. You see what I'm saying? So get that extra cold okay. everything, you know, you that high, that high C hits your throat. It's ah, so it sort of stings. It's so cold. You know what I'm saying? That's what I like to have. That lemonade, when that fresh Coke and that that fresh, uh, you know, that Coke sting that it gets you when you you crack it open and hit that first one. It's so it's so cold and that sting it's just refreshing. <laughs> brings you back to life. Yes. So you know, yeah. Don't hate on. One. I mean, I I, I hear this uh, sarcasm in your voice, but you know that ice ice down beverages are something that is essential to every. Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's what's up. I'm not mad
0: at that. I'm not mad at that. And hats off also for handling a, a long and related show where you was uh, uh, on the ropes holding it down by yourself. I don't know what happened to your man, Wilt or whatever, but uh good job. You was doing your thing, man. Uh, I was uh, highly entertained with the, uh, you know, the, the show that you had, it, it, it took some turns, but it was a really good show. I liked it, man. So hats off to that one, as you were showing that you could be the host with the most doing it on a solo tip.
1: Oh yeah, no, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. And before we want before we end, I do want to ask you the question of the week, and that is, oh, no. if you bring chicks, <laughs> hey, if you bring chicks up to your room, we and go. they're not talking about anything, so you just decide to start masturbating, you know, in the middle of your own space. <laughs> is that you know? Is that some kind of assault? But we'll talk boxing. We'll we'll hit that a little later. I'll make sure I ask you that at the end. But we can talk, you know. <laughs> Let's get to this boxing before we get way off base.
0: <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely touch up on that one later because uh, you had me wrong with that one, my man. But, um, yeah, we had some good fights yesterday, man. Um, kind of uh, a strange time as we had Yuri Erika's Gamboa kicking off the show, a guy who had so much of a, uh upbringing that was supposed to have stardom in his career. Gamboa has a special talent maybe had a special talent. I see that he looks like a shadow of himself from what I seen yesterday. And York is Gamboa, uh, you know, El Ciclone de Guantanamo has been a guy that I've always been a big fan of. I liked his style. Offensive Cuban fighter lets his hands down and lets you try and swing on him. And, you know, that's been somewhat the downfall of his career. A guy who was up three rounds on Bud Crawford before the train fell off the tracks. Gamboa has had a decorated career. And it uh, didn't really work out the way he wanted it to as far as money that he's made in the business, sticking to a certain promoter that did the right things for him as far as business-wise go. Gamboa has had a roller coaster ride as far as his boxing career has been, but one thing that was never in doubt was the talent this guy's had. And um, it was really unfortunate to see how he, how he fought the, uh, the uh, young Jason Sosa yesterday who – really shouldn't have been in there with Yorkers Gamboa and shouldn't even have had any kind of a uh lifeline of or any excuses to say how he got robbed or anything like that. You know, when when I went to the uh Canelo Triple G fight, there was a fight the night before your Yorkers Gamboa was headlining in a small venue. Um tickets were free for us in the hotel. So, Hey, you know, I went on and check that out and he was fighting a guy that nobody had heard it from that no one should be worried about. And he got stopped. And, um, you know, it it was for good cause of why Gamboa with the decorated career that he's had was the underdog in a fight against Jason Sosa. I don't know who the hell Jason Sosa is from what I've heard. He's just like a Joe Smith junior, as far as being a worker, and having boxing on the side could be wrong, but could be right. But to be in a fight with Gamboa and where Harold Letterman had him winning the fight by, I believe, at least six rounds, maybe more. I think they gave him uh, seven rounds, actually. I think they only gave Gamboa three out of a ten-round fight. Um, in my personal opinion, I think Gamboa probably – Barely edged it out, if anything. Hard to say when a guy gets dropped and then he gets a point deduction for Holden, uh, along to add on the entire fight. Uh, I'm a Gamboa fan. I thought that he did enough to take care of business, but when it comes to the points that were deducted, eh, I can see the case for dispute when it comes to the camp of Sosa. But nonetheless, Yori Arcas Gamboa, for the first time in his career, got over on the scorecards and things finally went his way for once when it was expected for him to fail yet again. Um, His corner was telling him that he's got this fight in the bag Going into the 10th round I didn't think he had the fight in the bag I thought he had to win that last round just to make it decisive But when it came down to it You had a tie At a scorecard You had one scorecard even You had one scorecard given three rounds And you had another given four So if you minus the point deductions from the scorecard They gave him four Gamboa damn near shut him out Now did people see it that way I don't know not my decision I'm not the guy that's over there getting the briefcases so to speak but with the money Gamboa's make couldn't really be that heavy of a briefcase so I don't know how that works but Willa did you pay attention to that first fight and um how'd you see it going do you think that there's any dispute for robbery in the case of young Jason Sosa
1: now um I watched the fight uh it's funny. I mean, it's the same old Gamboa Gamboa. He has the Canelo sort of disease where he just fades, but, uh, Canelo fades in the middle and then comes back. Um, Gamboa just fades and fades. Um, uh, it was a, it was a good, um, my fault. I got off. uh, I got off. I must do, uh, Hey everybody that's listening online. Um I must have messed up on the the actual time, so we're probably about to cut off online, but the show will still be going so call into that number. Uh let me try to get it with what, what the damn number is real quick for everybody. That was my mistake. <clears throat> so call in 929-477-1277 to keep uh keep rocking with us. We're still going to be going, but as far as the uh actual stream it's probably going to be shutting off here in the next couple of minutes. But uh, so okay, back to uh, back to the back to the fight. Um, it was a pretty even fight. Um, it seemed like Gamboa was actually sort of boxing a little more. He wasn't going in so crazy. He wasn't out there just swinging for the haymakers. Um, you know, like he actually maybe learned something but it was a little too late. Um, I'm pretty sure that we have rip Gamboa before on this show. Um, so this is like a zombie coming back from life and looking like that. Uh, Sosa, a journeyman, a guy who, uh, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I think I've seen him fight before, but nothing, he's nothing special at all. And um, so that, that just shows how far Gamboa has, has fallen. Um, he goes in there. Was it a robbery? I, I have to say it was. It was an even. It was a. It was a good fight, an even fight, a lot of action. Um, but there were some rounds that Gamboa took off because he was tired. He was getting hugged, and he got two points. So with it being an even fight, with it being a pretty close fight, um, yeah, I, I, I can see why Sosa thought he was robbed. I, I say, he, I mean, he was robbed. It's no question about it. Um, Gamboa, you know. But Gamboa's a bigger name. Somebody's trying to get a bigger payday. Uh, maybe another uh, somebody up and coming. Whoever he fights next will be an up and coming guy. And uh, that they're trying to push. And they want, I'm pretty sure they want Gamboa to be coming off the win. And, uh, you know, so that's why they did that. Also, we've got to also let uh, also tell everybody, if they don't know, that Gamboa, I think he 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 figured out about this fight a couple of weeks ago maybe, you know. So, Sosa was in there training. Um, that's not to say that Gamboa wouldn't have faded out because he always fades. That's what he does. But maybe he faded a little earlier. This was a 10-round fight. So, yeah, he did fade. So, he actually did fade a little early. Usually, he fades, he fades around the night and then just shuts it down from 9 to 12. But this time, he was fading around the 4th or the 5th. So, you know, maybe that lack of uh, training, because that also shows you where Gambo is. He's the guy that they call up, like, hey, you know, he's the third guy on the list where he's getting a week and a half, two weeks to train, um, you know. So, hey, I'm not – am I upset about it? Not really. It was a 10-round fight on the bottom of a bum card that was in the baby room in Madison square garden. So, um, you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. And that's a robbery. uh, (laughs) I can see why a lot of people are saying that and I'm not going to debate it, especially with the way the scorecards ended up being probably was a robbery. And you know, when shit like that happens, Well, you know, the most politically correct boxer gets the rub at the end of the night in which Gamboa has not really got that rub for the majority of his career when it comes. I mean, the man's only got two losses, but when it comes down to his style, uh, people aren't really the uh, uh, fans of how great Gamboa's style used to be. His style used to be very fan-friendly, and now he's a shell of himself. He's taking unnecessary punishment. He doesn't move his feet as much as he used to. He barely moves his head. And at the same time, the man's still keeping his hands down. So, um, you know, Gamboa, a guy who was, uh, you know, looked at to fight the likes of a Mikey Garcia down the road years back. And for him to to go down like that, the way he has, it, it would just be complete, uh, just a demolition, a demolition derby of him trying to compete with a guy like Mikey Garcia at this point in his career. Uh, he was really broken ever since uh, Bud Crawford took care of business. And, you know, well, uh, that's just the unfortunate of boxing. It's the hurt business. It's an ugly sport. And Gamboa might be on the back end of his career. And um, yeah, man. I mean, um, it, it was pretty evident from what everybody's seen uh, last night from Gamboa. And um, you know, hopefully, it was just uh, an issue of uh, taking an early fight, and he doesn't look like that moving forward. But from what I've seen in person out of uh, in, in recently, and in his last few fights. Uh, you know, he's not really the cyclone of Guantanamo anymore. He's uh, just a calm wind of Guantanamo for now. So, uh, But um, that's just my personal opinion. I feel where you're coming from, Willow, but I know that we got a a caller from the 646 on the line. Maybe they can uh, shed some light, and maybe if they seen the way it was going for Gamboa's corner, I don't know. But um, if we got somebody on the line that want to speak their mind, let's uh, see what they got to talk about.
1: All right. Six four six. You're on the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. What's so poppin'? Hey, what's
2: going on, Willa?
1: Janelle, what's going yeah. on, her,
2: man? We what's going down, Janelle? Uh, how you what? doing? Hey, how you doing? How you doing, man? I'm 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 chillin'. About to go get something to eat. I'm just cruising, finish training and stuff, and for tuning to the show. How y'all, y'all doing? I'm finna drop my box knowledge on y'all. You know.
0: <laughs> <what's up>. Yeah. <laughs> How's uh, how training hey, go for you this morning, my man?
2: I uh, just put in a few light rounds. It wasn't. It, I mean, it wasn't nothing real big. I left a little early, you know what I mean? But it was all. It was all good. But yeah, as far as boxing last night, man, I I thought Kovalev uh, wouldn't be finished. I thought you were, the Kovalev in his eyes. Janelle, he it, Janelle, Janelle, back, Janelle. Janelle.
1: Janelle. 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 We what, only what, what, on, what, what, what? We're only we only on the Gamboa
2: fight right now, dog.
1: We got to build up. Oh,
2: Gamboa? Uh, well, yeah, you what, it, was I, it a I, robbery? All right. As far as uh, Gamboa, I man, Gamboa, I think he was a waste of talent, man. I mean, the guy was destined for greatness when he came in the game. It's like, in the way, I think 50-second kind of ruined his career by putting him up there and going against Taylor Crawford who was a very big lightweight. And he actually ruined his career if you ask me. But, I mean, I think with inactivity. I mean, struggle struggling with guys that are knowing they're as skillful as he is. And it's like, I think Gamble is done, man. I know, I've been saying it for a while, though, but it's like he's going to look at the wrong guy. He's going to want uh, us to really get hurt. And I think he just has to uh, uh, look at adventures because uh, boxing is, as far as uh, what he was supposed to be, it's not happening. It's not, it's not going to ever happen. I think he needs to call it quits. 'Cause he's gonna end up
0: getting hurt. Yeah, it's what it looks like, man. Like you said, the guy was destined for greatness as soon as he came in this ring and the, or came into the business and then all of a sudden, you know, he's having these tough fights. Obviously Crawford damn near broke him with all those knockdowns and just you know, Gamboa, there's never any quitting the guy even though he was in you know, in a, a lot of trouble in that fight. Well, and I think he might have took a little too much punishment I mean, like, in his career.
2: It's like Max Kellerman was saying last night. I mean, he was in the spot Romachinko was in right now uh, uh, when he first came in the game. Uh, he was that guy that was supposed to be. And right now, what a fight that would be right now, him versus Romachinko, had uh, Gamboa kept focused throughout his career. And, uh, you, you know what I mean? I mean that would be like a big money fight right now. And a very exciting fight as well because he was very exciting. You know what I mean? But it's like, hey, man, boxing is a full-time sport, man. God's not that dedicated to boxing. I mean, you and you go downhill, and you can take guys who are no one is, as physically as talented as he is, but yet they accomplish a lot. You look at Bernard Hopkins. I mean, if you look at Bernard Hopkins, his whole talent set, it's all average. His hand speed is average, his reflexes are average. It's all average in Hopkins. For Hopkins, he never just for the sport of boxing. He stayed focused on his whole career, and boom, he's a legend. Yeah, I mean. I'm um, with all his physical attributes. I mean, I mean he should be like, I mean this guy was supposed to be great. Man, he was supposed to be something special. And hey, man, he wasn't dedicated. And now look at him, he's struggling with Sosa, who in my eyes is not even that good of a boxer. If you ask me, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, Sosa has no skills whatsoever. <clears throat> so that was kind of that was kind of embarrassing. But um, it kind of leads to the age old saying that hard work does beat talent sometimes. I agree I, I, I agree with that one to a certain extent. And it seems like Gamboa definitely has all the talent in the world. But, um, you know, for whatever reason, uh, we knew about the long layoffs that he would have and all these certain things that would go on with promotional issues and all that. Kind of hard to keep a certain uh, a pace, trying to keep some sort of momentum building up towards the next fight leading in when you have such a long layoff and people kind of forget where you've been for this whole time. And um, this game shows no love whatsoever. So, uh, Uriark is Gamboa. I'm not – I think, you know, he is his own worst enemy at times. And, and is he to blame for his career? Probably. But, you know, he was definitely an exciting fighter coming up. Had a whole lot of talent coming up. Lightning hand speed. The guy was flashy. He was, uh, he was, he was something nice, man. And for it to go down the way it's went down, it's pretty sad. And, and I felt yesterday that he did lose the fight. In my all all honesty, um, I think he did enough to win the fight, but with the deductions and points and all that, I was really surprised when they raised his hand at the end. And uh, I I didn't really feel too bad for Sosa. You know, like I said, the guy's got no skill, so he is lucky to uh, be in there with Gamboa. But when it comes down to it, Gamboa's got nobody to blame but himself. But, you know, um, moving along from that, Moving along from that, Willis. How about the uh I, I I'm pretty sure you enjoyed the uh Sullivan Barrera Felix Valera fight, which was a it was a pretty <laughs> pretty ugly fight in which it exchanged n- knockdowns of each fighter in the first round. Sullivan Barrera um you know, he's uh fighting to be possibly the mandatory for Demetri Biblo. Um and this fight that he had with Felix Valera was uh it was an ugly fight. It wasn't the prettiest one you're gonna see. Both guys got knocked down in the first round. Speaking of that, Oliver Barrera finds himself in the same predicament that he had in his last fight with Joe Smith Jr. Getting knocked down in the first round. Is his chin questionable? That remains to be seen. I'm not so I'm not so sure on it. But for the guy taking some of these <clears throat> hits and uh, having to make adjustments, it might be. So who, who knows where he's going at in this division, uh, especially with the way the man in the main event handles his business. But, uh, you know, there was four points deducted on low blows in this fight, knockdowns by each fighter in the first round. Uh, so on Verbrera got over on the cards. And um, a really ugly fight in the light heavyweight division. But uh, Sullivan uh I like the guy's style. Um, certain things I don't like about him. But I was really hoping that he would be getting uh, a mandatory for Sergey Kovalev at the end of this fight. But uh, everybody knows about, you know, Bivlo. That dude's a, uh, looking like a beast right now. Some people are saying that he actually hits harder than Sergey Kovalev, Roy Jones Jr., and uh, he's looking like the next big thing for main event boxing, uh, another Chinese-Russia-looking man who uh, is, is putting on some big skills and big power on display whenever you've seen him fight. Uh, but what do you take from the Sullivan-Barrera fight that you seen yesterday, Mr. D. Willow-Wilson?
1: Hey man, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't. I did not watch the Sullivan Barrera fight. Um, Sullivan Barrera does not interest me whatsoever. Um, so, and the other guy I didn't know who he is. So, the only reason I watched the Gamboa fight is because I heard there was some controversy. I probably wouldn't even watch that fight to tell you the truth. Um, Sullivan Barrera, he had his chance, you know. He and he just he he he, he didn't take advantage of the opportunities that he had. So. Um, you know, he sparked he our boy. So the... He
0: sparked our boy though, Joe Smith Jr.
1: You say what? I said he
0: sparked our boy though, Joe Smith Jr. The dynamite, the great white dynamite that you called him. You weren't impressed with that.
1: When was that? That was that was uh. When was that? I don't even remember that dog. I don't even know what you're talking about. We're talking about oh oh after he beat, yeah after you beat Hopkins yeah I'm talking Sean about Barrera the construction beat work, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. now I see you are talking about. I was thinking about the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after you be, yeah, I mean, no, Sullivan so Barrera. No, that didn't. You know, that didn't impress <laughs> me. Joe Smith was just, it was this our guy for that time? If we're keeping it one hundred percent real, you know, Sullivan so Barrera. You know, and again, he's in. He's in a. He's in a, a division that's dominated by, Russian guys, that I don't necessarily follow or try to, you know, or even act like I follow, have any interest, you know. As, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a supreme boxing bean like we had, like guys that we give credit to, uh, Syme and Janelle, and not even with Janelle because I think Janelle has, has a life, so he doesn't watch every fight. But like Patty and Nino, these guys, these are boxing super enthusiasts. I'm just an enthusiast. So I have to uh, limit my time to things that I can't, being a, a working man and a father and, and, and all and, and all that good stuff, you know what I'm saying? So guys like Solomon Barrera, unless they're fighting somebody big, I'm not watching it unless they're on a the big card, you know, not a card that's in the baby room in uh, MSG, you know. So <laughs> they got us. i seen Madison Square Garden, that I looked and was like, what? Where are these guys at? They were in the dungeon. That's why that's why the uh, the te kept on cutting off on HBO because they, they couldn't get it all the way through. These boys was in the basement fighting in front of uh, 8,000 people, if that. Oh, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, I, I'm with you, my brother. I'm with you, man, because sometimes, uh, you know, I'm an enthusiast myself. I try to keep up with it as much as I can. But I'm not going to have scorecards on me from three years ago in my pocket like Seattle Sign does. I'm not going to watch fights that nobody's heard of in uh, a room of 500 people with some olive oil like Patty Cronin. Um, So uh, I I follow you where you're at right there, man. Sullivan Barrera, he's not really the most uh, recognizable guy in the light heavyweight division. But, you know, nonetheless, he's Triple G's big homie who was supposed to handle Andre Ward for him and things like that. So you kind of get a name out there from how the the guy's been uh, catered in his career. But nonetheless, he was in a fight with a guy, and it was an ugly fight. Got, a, got the win off of it, but um, uh, a fight which was really ugly. Like I mentioned, four points deducted from from each fighter and uh, to follow up with two knockdowns in the first round. Four from
1: each, like two and so
0: two, or eight? No, 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 two two and two, I'm sorry. Four total, not okay. four of each, right. my bad. Yeah. yeah, but off of blows, though, so you can imagine one guy got him low, I'm going to get him back low, and so forth and so forth. But uh, not not the most entertaining fight. That sounds like, like my kind of
1: fight, though. The way you explained it, That's why I, I, do, you I might check it out. Yeah, I might check it out. <laughs> <That's> Seeing guys <laughs> take it t- take it too far and then knock each other down. No, I might check. I was going to, like, I was starting to watch look at it. I see the guy had, like, some kind of gold hat on. I was going to watch it, but then it was like, <sighs> do I want to watch? i seen it all the way. It was 45 minutes, so I saw it went to distance. So I, I don't know. That was my bad on that. Yep,
0: nope. Janelle busy right. in the drive-through at McDonald's getting his his egg McMuffins popping right now.
1: No, no, we didn't hear you. Uh, Janelle's Janelle's gone.
0: Oh, he's gone. Okay, all right, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. No, I thought yeah. he was still. Listening. I didn't hear you. Still. No worries. Yeah. No worries. All right. Well, let's get to the meat of it all. Sergey Kovalev guy that in my opinion, they picked up some paper titles yesterday. Titles don't really mean as much as they meant when they were around the waist of one Andre Ward. He basically picked up some vacant titles against a guy who he really shouldn't have been in there with, you know, Shabransky. I'm not going to even attempt to say this guy's first name because they didn't pay me to say that, so I'm not going to work on it the way Michael Buffer did. He said it really good, though. Uh, but yeah, uh, talk about what every big puncher wants to see in the ring, a guy that's going to be standing right in front of you, not moving his head, just going to be a big target for you, especially at 175. just a big target, Uh big dummy is <laughs> what he looked like in there with Sergei Kovalev. Kovalev obviously came in there with bad intentions, um, still with his Russian water boy, as far as the coach goes. Um, as we all know, him and John David Jackson had that split after the Andre Ward controversy that was going on with him talking at Ward's camp and all that stuff that was in between. Um, a lot of words have been said from both guys about each other when it comes to John David Jackson. It seems like a man on a rampage at the moment. Saying all these things about Kovalev, like he's got something coming for him. And. Things like alluding to the fact of him being a racist by saying, well, you know, you know where he comes from, there ain't, ain't too many black people. So it's more ignorance than it is racism. But um, nonetheless, edgy Sergey Kovalev with his words doesn't seem like a guy that's going to be out watering his lawn waving hi to you when you walk by. Uh, definitely not sending any Christmas cards to John David Jackson or any of his opponents, probably not even his Russian boy trainer that he has. Cause he likes to do things the way he likes to do them. Um, he's been had trainers such as Abel Sanchez and um, other credible trainers where it just hadn't worked out for whatever reason. And that reason probably is Sergey Kovalev is not a guy that is well coachable. Um you know, we we see these guys in other sports, um, not to put them on some of the high pedestals of some of these athletes that are in other sports. When it comes to an analogy, but somewhat like a Terrell Owens, where he was considered team obliterator for things that he would do as far as you know antics and all that stuff, a Demarcus Cousins type, uh, where it seems like he's uncoachable. Um, you guys got to check out the interview with John David Jackson. We'll put it up on the Facebook group. Uh, coming up after the show, because it was pretty interesting. John David Jackson was taking a lot of shots at the man for about a good 10 minutes of an interview, well worth every second. But nonetheless, Sergey Kovalev came out yesterday, and it looked like the crusher was back. looked like he was back to what he needed to do and back to what he was accustomed to doing. As I mentioned, the man has to be hungry because Andre Ward fed him crumbs in the last fight, and uh, I was wondering how soon we're going to see him back in the ring because the man really took zero damage in the fight. Uh, I wouldn't say zero, but very little damage in that fight. Shabransky, you know, shit. I don't know how you get ready for a fight with Sergey Kovalev and try to attack him upstairs. Very little body work, which that would be the key that Andre Ward made the blueprint of, of taking out Kovalev. And, um, you know, I see none of that. Matter of fact, Kovalev attacked the body a whole lot more than Shabransky even attempted to. So who knows? Maybe Andre Ward uh, gave Kovalev a little bit more of a game plan insight as far as attacking the body. But nonetheless, Sergey Kovalev got rid of him pretty early, and uh, that's what he needed to do to get his name back up, get his stock back up, get people to want to see him fight again because after the way he quit in his last fight with Andre Ward and continuously making excuses, nobody want to see that. Nobody want to make plans around their weekend unless you're rushing in order to watch a Sergey Kovalev fight, after you see a man quit against a smaller guy, but uh, did what he had to do, got out, of, got rid of him in spectacular fashion. It was a monstrous performance by Sergey Kovalev, and with a monstrous performance like that, performance like that, it just uh, makes you put your hat off or tip your hat a little bit more so to Andre Ward for taking care of a man that dangerous as he did in spectacular fashion. But nonetheless uh hats off to Sergei Kovalev because he made it look really easy and he put on a fight that people want to see and performances like that that's what people want to see in boxing. Willa, what do you think about Sergei Kovalev's performance yesterday?
1: Man RC um, as a as a person that likes to say I keep it consistent and real all the time. um I have to apologize to Sergey Kovalev. I thought he was going to I thought he was going to be thought he was going to drink himself into a stupor um and maybe even load up and pull the trigger. You know, that's where I thought he was headed after he got embarrassed oh,
0: shit. <laughs> by
1: the king embarrassed by one of the best boxers we've seen um ever. Uh, you know, top two, top three boxer of our lifetime. Last week, uh, I think, you know, we predicted it should be a good, easy showcase. But then I said, you know, uh but it wouldn't surprise me. I was surprised at, you know, Kovalev isn't really ever swole or cut up, but he looked like he was in shape. He looked like he was healthy. Um he beat this little guy up well not a little guy there you know but he beat him up um he was doing body work he looked like he had actually been coached a little bit you know it looked like unless you know he could it could just be all him you know he could be the same guy and he like okay he learned something so he's putting that into it but it looked like he had been coached um and and he took the coaching and he looked good he was throwing them haze. You know, I wanted to go in there hating, you know. That's where I was going in. I'm not going to deny it. I was going in hating. I'm like, ha, oh, let's see what this this bullshit. And then I see him hit this guy in the shoulder and then the top of the head and drop him with the right hand. I'm like, ooh. A smile was brought back to my face. The crusher is back. The crusher, a guy that I like, the guy that I get credit to until he started just going hating on, uh, on my man Ward and showing his true colors, which is that. Like John David uh Jackson said, there's probably not too many black people in Russia, so you know, that's his attitude and you can tell that. But uh he's good for boxing. Um, even though he's in the mid- uh light light heavyweight division, which is uh, you know, trash, he, there's still fights Just that can be made with Cobla. Picking
0: up some team no.
1: though. I mean, where? Picking up what steam from who?
0: Yeah, contention light. You, you know, um, if
1: I, I got to pull up the list Hello? real
0: quick, the top four. Can, yo, can you hear me, really?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you weren't know? answering. You know, you were bumbling oh, and stumbling. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah. 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 Oh no, nah, no. Nah. I was. Um, I, I forget the, the <laughs> names off the top of my head. There's a list of four contenders, though, and, the, and you know, um, you know when you mentioned there's one nobody of exactly. That's the whole point.
1: The Sullivan, what are we okay. talking about, Sullivan? Brent. Exactly. That's the whole point. We can name it, we can name everybody, but we can't name the best uh, light heavyweight or cruiserweights because nobody really cares about those guys now. But Kovalev. Well, you still got
0: Stevenson in there too. Don't forget that. That's your man.
1: Yeah, I thought Stevenson could beat Kovalev after that. I, I've changed my mind again. Uh, this guy knocked <laughs> Stevenson out, but that's a good fight. That's what I'm saying. There's still fights yeah. to be yeah. made. Where Kovalev is good for boxing, you know what I'm saying? There's still so we, I want to see him do a thing, and he did. He hit this guy with these haymaker right, went to the body, uh, you know, a couple of times. It was it was pretty good, man, and I like what I see. And you know, even he lost, he lost to Ward two times. Before that, he was actually, if we keep it real, he was the powerful power. For power. Boxing. He was the pound for pound boxer in the world. That was maybe for a year or two when he was the pound for uh, pound, at least on my list. A guy that I really the didn't, contestant. you know, like, yeah. but I gave him, mis- I-, I gave him respect. So he just lost the war. He got embarrassed. So he dropped down. But even though that guy was a bum, I think to me puts Kovalev back <clears throat> in the top five to me. Because, like I said, he's only lost to the best guy. We thought he was going to fall off. But this, even though it was against the guy that wasn't really, you know, up to date or, you know, this showed that he is a he fall- that he could still beat probably everybody else in the game. So, Kobluff moves up to my probably He's in my five. I just thought, you know, I'm just putting it all together now, live as we as we speak. But he's my, he's definitely my in my top five now, and that was a good performance by this guy. So I apologize to him, hats off to him. I don't have to like him as a person. Um, I don't really have to want to see him win, but I have to acknowledge that the crusher is back.
0: The crusher is back 100%. He looked like it yesterday. He looked like the same old guy before the Andre Ward fight. And, yeah, the guy took two L's to Andre Ward. But, like I said, Andre Ward's a once-in-a-lifetime type fighter when it comes to the skill set that that man possessed. And losing to a guy like Andre Ward is not something to, to, to you know, to linger around so much so as if you lost to somebody at a low over-caliber rate than, you know, uh, of a legend that Andre Ward is. Um, he could get back to business in a light heavyweight division. Also, to mention one light heavyweight that I forgot to mention to you would be Badu Jack, who moved up in weight. That's another possible contention for uh, when it comes up to the rankings and see how that works out. Uh, But nonetheless, man, Kovalev took care of business. He looked like the same old guy that we've seen before. I was surprised we didn't see that vodka sponsor on his shorts that I was talking about or the, the, I don't know what kind of cigarettes they smoke in uh, Russia, but, um, you know, John David Jackson also mentioned that he was uh, uh, smoking cigarettes on occasion between fights and all that. So it seems like to me he's just a typical Russian dude who likes to uh, 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 indulge in a drink and a smoke every so often and uh, it just so happens that in boxing you can't really do that when it comes to uh, the level of fighter that Andre Ward is and, you know, the cream of the crop when it comes to the best of the best. Um, you know, Andre Ward definitely up there with the likes of Floyd Mayweather as far as the most skills to ever be possessed in boxing um, in this generation um, before his retirement and uh, the reign that he had, especially when he moved up in weight. A lot of people thought he was crazy. Uh, but he ended up showing that skills do pay the bills, and it doesn't matter by a couple extra LBs added onto the side of it. Kovalev, you know, he never really looks like this shredded monster, you know, like how we see the likes of Tim Bradley or things like that. He he seems like just a naturally lean guy who's in shape, and um, he, he, you wonder where that power came from because it wasn't like he was chiseled like a tank, but my man, has, he has solid boxing technique. He gets punches where he wants to get them. He's got uh, uh, a lot of range, very lengthy, um, a big guy. A big guy. Um, you know, not Deontay Wilder big, but uh, in the light heavyweight division, Sergey Kovalev is just a guy who is naturally that beast when it comes to the punching power that he has. Because some of those punches, like you mentioned, they weren't, they the first punches that were getting him off balance and stumbled weren't really um, clean-cut shots. Some of them were just barely grazing them, but the power that that man possesses really got that old boy wobbled up in Bobblehead City. So, um, I think that's just what the doctor ordered for Sergey Kovalev's career moving forward. And um, no love lost at the end of the fight. Kovalev says he's happy the belts have a new owner now. And um, hopefully I'm still one for the fight with, with Adonis Stevenson. I still want to see that. I was hoping to mention the Sullivan Barrera fight being his next mandatory for Sergey Kovalev. Uh, I know Simon was blowing me up like crazy yesterday talking about how he wants Sullivan Barrera to fight Kovalev because he thinks that Sullivan Barrera would give Kovalev that L. I don't know if that's true uh. or not, but you know how Simon is. So,
2: uh,
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, with the, <laughs> with a performance like that yesterday, I'm not so sure if Sullivan Barrera can make it out of,
1: uh, you know, see, he did not get in the first round. See that's that where mean? that's where guys that's where guys like me and other guys differ. Like us, man. Um, um, we know how to keep it real. You know, these guys we talk about. Uh, sign we can't say his name. He has he has come on the show, so we can't say his name now. Uh, this guys yeah, like yeah. Simon. They they have a hate. Deep down, they have a hate, and they can't. You know, they can't put their hate aside. I can say that I'm a hater of Kovalev. I can say. That I wanted to go in there and and watch the fight and see him just look bad. I didn't think he was going to lose, uh, but I wanted to just see him look bad and like what this guy, you know. But he didn't look like the same old guy. He just, he, he, you know, he, he, Sullivan Barrera. Like, what are we talking about? He's going to not. Knock, he's knocking everybody out. And you, we we you, we we talked about the Adonis Stevenson fight, and I think it was going to happen. But it ain't gonna happen now. That's probably never gonna happen now. He's back, you know. And Adonis saw it. Those, those. He was hitting hard now. Adonis got that. Adonis got that thing too. But I don't know. I, I want to see that fight. They both got sting But I think Adonis is what. I, I don't have my computer. Uh, my computer up in front of me. He's probably thirty. He's probably forty years old. Probably. I think he might be forty, forty-one years old, forty-two either something crazy like that. This guy's old. So, you know, we, we might not ever see that. We might have saw it after the two war fights um, when people thought that maybe there was the chink in the armor. Um, yeah, but the chink is gone, man. Um, and I'm not talking about Asia. Um,
0: You know, shit, he was born. And uh, yeah, it says here, uh, Donna Stevenson. Wow. You know, he is a really old man, surprisingly. Born in 77. So he is 40 years old at this point in time. That's, uh, yeah. that's up there in age. That's up there in age. Um, you know, we talked about got crazy power. Time, yeah, he's definitely got power. 100%. He's got that power. One. He's a one hand bandit, but you know, that one hand, hey man, it gets there. So, you know, he's definitely got power where, he, you know, he's, even though he's been fighting less opposition, but, you know, the power never lies. Like, you know, I always questioned Triple G and how good he was, and I always thought that he was flawed and never thought that he was as great a fighter as everybody mentioned that he was. But like you said, we can hate a guy at the same time, but yet keep it consistent, because when he broke Kel Brooks' eye socket, I said, well, you know, you can't really question the power from that man anymore after that shit if it was legit. So, you know, there, you got. I give credit where it's due at points in time. And then, you know, Simon wants to mention about Solomon Barrera talking about age. Solomon Barrera is 35 years old right now.
1: Hey, 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 it went out real Hey, my uh phone went out. RC, did you say uh what did you say? You, how did you say you found out about uh Triple G's power? Oh, the, phone, uh, I think your phone died a little bit. No, no, I was um I was talking about
0: Triple G's power. I was questioning I was questioning uh, how good he was. Wow! Everybody was overrating him and this and that, and he was, you know, the number one, the pound for the pound, blah blah blah. All that bullshit about Triple G. But the man, when he broke, when he broke his uh, chocolate brownie, special K Brooks eye socket. For me, I can't really question a man's power after he does something like that, because you got to throw some bomb to bust a man's eye socket. A man who's never been uh, damaged quite like that before. Like, when Errol Spence did it, it was obviously the other eye, but at the same time, Money was self-conscious and, and protecting one side of his face to where the other took the brute force of what what what, what the truth was throwing at him. But when Triple G did it, I was just like, you know, I don't like the guy, don't really have much for him, didn't really care for the Canelo Triple G fight because in spite of both fighters, but when he did that, much respect. I give him credit. He did what he had to do.
1: So... Uh, like you but said, Kale we real when we
2: got
1: to. But, Kelbrook I was never broke. <laughs>
0: there you go. Still, you still sold on that, huh? That's crazy,
1: man. That's funny.
0: You still on that, huh? Okay. All right. All right. No, I feel you. I feel you. No, no, no doubt about it. But uh, if it was legit, I say there's no question in the man's power. But that's just what it is. Second, Kovalev. Um, I don't think that the guy has uh, fallen back as much people say. Like you mentioned, he's probably in the top five right now, and that's obvious. That's really debatable for sure. Like I could see that being because losing Andre Ward the first fight, he barely dropped one spot in the pound for pound ranking because of the controversy behind it. And then losing the way he did in the second fight, I don't think there's no controversy behind it, even though maybe one of those shots was low. It doesn't matter. He still, he still quit out. And, um, you know, I, I could see him yesterday before the fight being around uh, the eight, nine at the lowest, somewhere in that range, seven, eight. Uh, and with a performance like that yesterday, you know, shit. Took care of business. Got to give him credit, man. That shit was legit, man. So, uh It's good to see Kovalev back. As you mentioned, he's really good for boxing. We need somebody like that. Uh, You know, they're always the uh, uh, Ivan Drago-type character when it comes to boxing, whenever we have that Russian beast and uh, going against certain fighters coming up. Uh, I know the fight with him and Stevenson won't be an American versus him, but uh, the Canadian versus him, let's get it popping. I still want to see that fight. Even though it's been so long in the making and so long been avoided by Stevenson, I'm still really hyped for that fight. I still hope to see that fight. Over the Sullivan Barrera fight, uh, uh, maybe the Biblo fight uh, that that Asian dude I was talking to you about, or the Russian guy that looks Asian. That dude seems like a young monster right there. He might be um, Kovalev, Kovalev 2.0. He's bigger. He seems stronger. And uh, uh, I don't see any issues with him as far as being a um, a hard guy to work with when it comes to it because. Uh, yeah, that kid looks like a young young animal coming up, and he might be the next big Russian monster uh, breaking forward in the future. But for him to get in the ring of Kovalev, it's going to take, uh, take a few more fights, 100%. And that's if Kovalev keeps his foot on the gas the way he is and what he showed last night. But uh, you think people are still buying the uh, Stevenson versus Kovalev fight?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, people still want to see it. Um, but it's getting less people are wanting to see it. And I, I mean, I say people do. I can't. I don't know. I, I can't necessarily say that I do, just because I want to see what happens. But this has been two, three years in the making, four years. So you know, it's it's dead. Probably everybody. This isn't Manny, Manny, and Mayweather. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't no think doubt. people are gonna hey, you uh, know, gonna watch it.
0: Uh, Will, real quick, I got a question. We have people that are trying to call the show right now, and it's saying Blog Talk is saying that there's no show live right now. So I uh, hope this whole thing's going on. If anybody's out there still listening to us, but uh, <laughs> got one of our family Oh, no, it's definitely different... going
1: on. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, not... one of our, we're our, still
0: on one our, of our boys on Twitter. But, uh, yeah, I got one of my boys on Twitter hit me up saying there's uh, Blog Talk saying there's no show live, so... I uh, don't know what's going on there, but I uh, appreciate you trying to get your, your hot take in. Uh, maybe he could reach back at it if he's listening or if or if uh, whatever, whatever. But one thing before we get up out of here we got to talk about is we got to play that song coming up next week. You know what song I'm talking about. Miguel Cotto gets ready for his retirement bout against Sadam Ali. The colorful career. Oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) This guy. (laughs) Yeah, we laughing at Sadam Ali, because we know what time it is. Sadam Ali is getting ready to go in there, do the job, and make Cotto look as good as he possibly can, because Miguel Cotto, the decorated career of the Puerto Rican superstar, the decorated amount of damage that he did to one Floyd Mayweather in his fight where Floyd contemplated retirement afterwards. And so that's a tough motherfucker. Made me want to retire. Floyd Mayweather always has a lot of respect when he talks about Miguel Cotto, and I, I appreciate that because he, you know, the way he talks about Manny afterwards and things like that, it's not the same same type of uh, respect that he has for one. Miguel Cotto obviously... Has been in a lot of big fights with a lot of A side fighters, in which he hasn't always come out on top of with the W. But there's never any question in the saying of war, Koto, when it comes to him in fights. A man who had his lumps and bruises and uh, took some ugly shots in fights when it came to hand wraps of plaster of one, Antonio Margarito. When it came from. <laughs> When it came to questionable protein shakes from one heredia of Manny Pacquiao. When it came to a lot of deals going on with him when he captured the middleweight championship of the world, in which he held for 475 days consecutively when he took out Matavilla. When, when asked yesterday, there was a fight. Uh, there was after the fight, there was a sit down with Jim Lampley and Miguel Cotto talking about his career, in which you know I watched it to see. Melissa Cotto, obviously, um, they talked about is he upset with the fact that. He wasn't able to get a rematch with Canelo Alvarez before he's hanging up the gloves, in which will be December 2nd of next weekend. Miguel Cotto, with the most Miguel Cotto answer ever, replied to Jim Blampley saying, I have better things to do than to worry about a fight with Canelo Alvarez. When you got a woman that looks as good as Melissa Cotto, yeah, you damn sure got better <laughs> things to do than worry about getting in the
1: ring. <laughs> <laughs> hey, We're a woofling, having a little too much fun over there. <laughs> hey, you're, killing them. Hey, you're killing us over here, man.
0: Right. <laughs> I'm doing a good job this week. I'm not getting the little, that's racist. <laughs> But nonetheless, Miguel Angel Cotto makes his return against Adam Ali, who was once recognized as a young, very, very good prospect in the bringing before his loss to Vargas, which is not a bad loss. Miguel Cotto set for his retirement match in the big boy room at MSG, the dungeon, not the little rooms. Miguel Cotto set for retirement this weekend. Will, I I don't know, man. I'm going to keep it real with you. I might. I might shed a tear to see Miguel Cotto walk down that aisle for one last time, just because I know it'll be the last time I'm gonna see Melissa Cotto ringside in some skimpy outfit. How you feeling about this fight coming up, my man?
1: Uh, you know, all jokes aside, I'll I'm a uh I will watch the fight. Um, you know, pay respects to, to Cotto who has uh you know, put it on the line before put it on the line for all of us for a long time. Been one of the you know, the top boxers um of his uh of his decade. So, you know. I'll watch it. Ali used to be my guy, American guy. I think he was on the Olympic team. Um maybe even medaled. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure about that. But uh Ali he got beat up by a bargain. So I think I, I, I was there at that fight. Um, <clears throat> should be we'll see should be probably some easy work uh he is a little uh, ali is a little guy so we'll see i mean hopefully hopefully he does take the take the money and don't knock this old guy out but we'll see you know i see my man <laughs> walking around with with uh pink furry flipper uh, flip flops uh, not flip flop slippers and just looking real crazy and, you know. He's a boss. Just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a boss like the, uh, you know, some bosses can be gay. And uh, that's what he's looking oh. like. So, you know, Yo, boss man, I. None of that, yeah.
2: None of
1: that. I'm just saying they can Come be. On, that's man. what he's looking like. He's looking like he's not doing it cool. Like, you know, we're talking about pink and stuff. And that's, you know, I, my man Killer Cam, it was a lot of the people out there with the pink on last night. Word to dip set. Pink? But we're talking about, but we're, well we haven't seen it. But they also say no homo all the time, you know, just to let you know that ain't nothing going down. Where where Kodo does stuff like sleeps with other men and no, so, lap dances no, no. and all no, that stuff, you know what that. I'm saying? So What? No, uh, I
0: don't know about that, man. Will, you, you telling me you never wear pink, my man? I got some pink socks on right now.
1: I know you're fly. That's what I'm saying, but I am not saying just wearing pink. You don't got the pink fuzzy uh 3-foot boots, flash slippers on. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? It looks like uh go-go boots. You know what I'm saying? You don't have men, you're not giving lap dances to men or sitting in their laps and stuff like that. You're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? So, they, you know, so he's just portraying that, but the, and that doesn't matter. To me, that doesn't take away anything that he's done in the ring. Are dumb for the sport of boxing. I just wish he wouldn't do it. So, you know, all jokes aside, we like to laugh at a lot of stuff. And uh, you know, I don't know. You told me I don't. You should have known that was coming when you told me we had to. You know, we had to show him some love today. So you should have known that there was going to be a lot of laughs and giggles. But you know,
0: <laughs> no. Cotto is
1: a Cotto. Yeah, Cotto is. He's a legend, and he'll he's a Hall of Fame boxer. And uh, yeah, we'll have the. We'll have the music and the eulogy queued up for him next week. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing it. No doubt. Last hurrah.
0: Yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. And um, I just wonder, Saddam Ali, he's getting the real undermine treatment of this one, similar to Joe Smith Jr. when he fought Bernard Hopkins in his, his retirement match, and we all know what happened there. Bernard Hopkins got his ass knocked out the ring, which is probably my favorite more maybe my favorite moment in all of sports history. That was probably the best one. It tops them all, I think. Uh, but Saddam Ali, he looked at it as a real underdog. The crowd didn't well. laugh if like, did you noticed. I was dying. You should have seen me. I was literally on the floor rolling around, giggling like I didn't. I was but at the crowd. At, at
1: Eddie Murphy, bro. <laughs> the I'm studio audience you. didn't agree, bro. I'm just saying. The studio audience <laughs> did not agree with that. So. Uh, uh,
0: they always don't. But yeah, like I good. said, uh, Ali. Ali isn't that bad. He
1: isn't bad. He just sort of, he might not have a chin, you know, but he isn't a bad fighter. So don't, you know, don't be surprised no, definitely, definitely. if your boy, if your boy gets gets bloodied up out there and has and his, uh, have his wife crying.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's got enough talent to to possibly make this his fight where, you know, yeah, he took that L to Vargas, but a win like this against Miguel Cotto on the retirement stage, that can really boost Money's uh, uh, name up there and really get more people wanting to see his name out there like he was projected before he took that first L. So as much as a, of a big fight as it is for Miguel Cotto, it's equally as big, if not bigger, for Saddam Ali to try to get back on track and get his name up there among some of the top guys in contention. So, um, hey, it goes both ways, man. Um, I just know that. Last time seeing Melissa Coto ringside. Last time seeing Miguel Coto, and it's going to be one of those nights where I'm gonna, I'm gonna orchestrate my whole Saturday around that event, and I hope. Damn! That's the...
1: Damn! Hey, that, was, hey. <laughs> hey, that was an accident. You already no, know. That was an accident.
0: <laughs> no, you already know what time it is. I'm gonna be super hyped up for this fight. We're gonna be covering that fight, and um, definitely gonna be giving a big shout out to Miguel Cotto next week. But um, you know, uh, I think that's all we got for today. Letting you guys know what's coming. No, no, out no. Here. It isn't and, all we got. What you got,
1: Willie? What you got? We've got the we've got the question of the day. I want to set this up. Oh
0: shit, <laughs> <laughs> Willie, you wanna? You know, you want to reiterate this question for those who who might not have heard on the Willa and Wilt show hosted by Willa Solo where we're going with this question because I was kind of wondering when I heard the show, I was like, damn, good thing I wasn't on the show, so Willa didn't have to ask me that question. But now I'm kind of in a rock and a hard place. So so if you will, D. Willa Wilson.
1: Yes. Now, now I want to set this up, you know, by saying this is what the uh, comedian, uh, one of your guys, you like this guy, what's his name? Uh, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Right? Yeah, you enjoy that guy. Um, he's sort of funny. No, he's not you know? my guy. Oh. Oh, okay, he's not one of your guys. Oh, okay, I thought he was. But, nah, okay, so you got nah, Louis C.K., done. a famous um, comedian, and, he, and, and the question came up, is it abuse? You know, is it some kind of uh, sexual abuse? If you're at a club one night, you got a two-piece, you're on them. You're grinding all night, buying drinks. Bam, ooh, two hours going in, you think it's going down Your piece, has been hard since uh, 11 <laughs> p.m., right? So you're grinding hard, bam You uh, get some drinks at the end of the night Hey, y'all want to come to Y'all, hey, I got some drinks at the room We upstairs, y'all come, I got the suite Is hey, y'all coming? Oh, yeah, yeah, we coming up, bam Y'all gets a few drinks Hey, you uh, pull out the robe and then they act like, you know, it ain't going down Is it sexual assault? Is it sexual assault for you there to pull a patty, lotion up right there, (laughs) and start beating your meat in front of these women in your own place that they came to? Is that sexual assault? Well,
0: I can tell you right now if you happen to be Caucasian and the same skin color as Patty Cronin, it is not sexual assault. But when you're in the complexion of myself and you, Willis, I wouldn't want to take that risk because not only is it one female's words against yours, but it's two female's words against yours. And they could misconstrue the whole thing of what you had going on the whole night as far as two pieces grinding the on, like, oh, it's going down, we're going back to the spot. M- me, myself, you know, that sounds fun and all. I would like to let them know what time it is, maybe to change their mind whenever they see what I'm about to bestow upon them. And um, if they were acting real funny style, <laughs> you know, they'd be, like, oh, wait a minute, okay, yeah we, yeah, we can do this now. But, yo, I wouldn't just because I like sleeping on my bed instead of those things that they have available for those who aren't doing the right things in car- that are incarcerated. And I wouldn't take my chances. Based upon that, in 2017, the way things are, I get where it's coming from. I don't see it as uh, as harassment or a sexual offense. Like you know, it's not like you're, it's not like you're Louis C.K. You know, in an elevator with people talking about, do you mind if I, you know, whip it out and and you know, fuck all that. <laughs> Louis C.K. is not my guy. The only reason I know of Louis C.K. is because comedians like Bill Burr. Uh, Boston guy, that's my guy. That uh, They always mention high things about him, so that's the only reason I know of Louis C.K. He's not one of my guys, but when it comes down to that question, Willa, I, as much as, like, it depends. Check it. Here's here's where the, a caveat gets thrown in there. Now, if it's two girls that you've been knowing for a while, and maybe, you know, I'm, I'm sure some of us have been in that situation before, but uh, when it's two, two women that you've known, one of them that, you know, you kind of set this whole thing up with, 100%. I'm going to let them know what time it is, and, uh, you know, we'll go down from there. But if it's two random women where you kind of just met at the club and it's going down like, oh, yo, I smell a like banage twice coming up, that's when I would say no, because you never know what's going down. Uh, don't take any drinks from them women because you never know how that's going to work out. Uh, trust me on that one. Uh, and – yeah, so I think that the answer to your question, Will, is if there's two women that I know and I've been having a acquaintance with, one of them or the other, then it's going down. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, but that wasn't the, that wasn't the question. The question that was, is this sexual assault? Not even. I understand. I understand what you're saying. You should get it. They're going to get arrested. I will get arrested. I, I understand all of that. But is that sexual assault or is that just you doing the fool in your own house? Nobody's getting in all touch. Right, fuck it. You're that in your house.
2: Damn...
1: You yeah. thought it was about to go down and you just pull hey, you pull your piece out and do something. I you know, is that <laughs> that's perverted? Men are perverted. That's you know, peop you know, but Yeah, we are you came up here by you came up here by yourself. You say it ain't going down all of a sudden after we've been French kissing the whole time, and uh, oh yeah, now yeah now they going down, so you just lotion up and get them out of here. So they either gonna join, I'm about to finish. Y'all can help me or not. Well, y'all got to go. You know, yeah yeah. Yeah, okay. they got to go. They can leave. You're not you're not holding them hostage or anything. You just peace out